Coming up on Jerusalem Dateline, it's down to the wire for the two-year budget approval at the Knesset. Will Prime Minister Netanyahu get the votes needed to get it passed and keep his government going? Plus, how do people with an anti-Semitic heritage show their personal support for Israel and the Jewish people? And finding common ground. See how one Orthodox Jewish man and a Christian woman unite through friendship and their love of the God of the Bible. All this and more coming up on this edition of Jerusalem Dateline. Hello and welcome to Jerusalem Dateline. I'm Chris Mitchell. Prime Minister Netanyahu's government faces high stakes this week as his two-year budget goes before the Knesset for debate. It has to be approved by May 29th or the government falls and Israel goes through a new election cycle. Different faction in his coalition have different priorities. And the question is whether he will get the necessary 61 votes to pass the budget. United Torah Judaism, a coalition of two ultra-Orthodox parties, is negotiating for social and education funds based on promises made during the election. The Otsma Yehudit Party, which stands for Jewish strength, is negotiating for increased financial support for Jewish communities in the Negev and the Galilee and for increased funding and control of national security policies. Well, a new Israeli security group hosted their first national conference in Jerusalem. The group hopes to change the conversation about how the country needs to face its threats and military challenges. Israel's Defense Security Forum, or IDSF, consists of hundreds of former Israeli military men and women. And it really deals with the major challenges and threats of Israel, looking at the near and far future. I think what is unique about IDSF, about our organization, is that when we deal with national security, it's not only just about security, it's about our national values. Amir Avivi, head of the group, feels today's Israel needs to connect with the heritage of this land. You know, we are a very strong nation. Maybe since the days of King David and King Solomon, we haven't been so strong. But it seems that something in our spirit has uh, been less stronger than in the past. And we in IDSF, we try to work very hard to strengthen the spirit, the connection. Still, Avivi says the IDSF realizes it must address today's many threats facing Israel. The Iranian challenge, the challenge within the borders of the land of Israel with the Palestinians and even, fortunately, some of the Israeli Arabs, the challenge with the global anti-Semitism and the legitimation, and our internal issues. You know, as a society, how do we build our deterrence as a nation? Abibi says that begins with Israel clinging to the ideals of Zionism, the movement that reestablished the Jewish state here and promised to protect the ancestral homeland of its people. This is all about Zionism. Zionism is the cure for every single issue we have to deal with. It all starts with our Zionistic values. Unfortunately, I think that in the last two decades, there is some kind of uh, thinking that, you know, we are already established, we are a state. Why do we need Zionism for? And it's a grave, grave mistake. It's crucial for our ability to continue this uh, project as a Jewish nation to have Zionistic values. Without them, we'll have no real connection and spirit and ability to fight in the long term. Zionism is just an extension of Judaism. It's really understanding that this is the land of the people of Israel. Avivi says the number one threat to the state of Israel is Iran. We've seen the last year a huge change in the global arena and the regional arena. 
We see Russia and China getting more involved in the Middle East, backing up Iran, and Iran is emboldened by that. They feel they have uh, Russia uh, with them. They are also assisting Russia in uh, Ukraine. Iran is expanding its uh, forces around the Middle East. We see Hezbollah uh, getting stronger, Hamas, Iranian militias in Syria, in Iraq, in Yemen. It's all around Israel. And they are reaching a point where Iran might decide that they are ready enough to challenge Israel. And Iran's nuclear program is dramatically growing. But they're also reaching a point where their nuclear program is moving to a place where Israel might decide that they cross the red line and that's it, Israel has to retaliate. So the chances of a regional war are today bigger than ever. It's today we live in a period of time that is nothing like this, what we saw in the last 20 or 30 years, a very, very different period of time with a growing, growing challenge of a possible uh, war with Iran and its proxies. We need to unite and we need to really, really focus on the important things. And the important thing is winning the war against Iran. The IDSF recently completed a poll that found that 70% of Israelis feel a connection to the biblical heartland of Israel, Judea and Samaria. And nearly 50% are thinking of moving there. We have been in the last three years doing extensive work with the young generation, explaining that Israel cannot exist without the Jordan Valley and Judea and Samaria. It's an area that is crucial both spiritually, physically and security-wise. And I think that this understanding is growing more and more in the Israeli society. Avivi feels it's also an affirmation of what the Hebrew prophet said thousands of years ago. All our existence here is a biblical prophecy that has come to be. Every day is a miracle here. And uh, I think that definitely the Jewish people here in Israel are getting really more and more attached and connected to really what it is to be a Jew in the land of Israel. Coming up, the descendants of Nazis and Nazi sympathizers marching through Jerusalem, showing their support for Israel and creating a new future with the Jewish people. Attacks on Jewish lives, communities, and synagogues. The Jewish nation has survived war. I was so scared. Terrorism. And saw my husband covered in blood. And waves of anti-Semitism. It's a message of killing Jews. Now is the time to defend Israel's basic right to exist. And you can do that through CBN Israel. When you send a gift to the Jewish people through CBN Israel, you are giving humanitarian aid to Israelis in need. And at the same time, you are providing news coverage and documentaries that reveal what is really happening in Jerusalem and the Middle East. Attacks against Israel are ongoing. The need is urgent, and you can help. Call 1-800-813-8734. Go to cbn.com slash standwithisrael or text CBN Israel to 41444. Download the CBN News app 24-7 news from a Christian perspective at home or on the road. One place for all of your news. Breaking news alerts. Set daily prayer goals and pray for news stories. Read the most important news and watch CBN News Channel Live. CBN News, because truth matters. Go to CBNNewsApp.com to get the app today. In all of history, there have been few men like him. 
He was a prophet, a gifted psalmist, a feared warrior, and a revered king. Gain spiritual insights for your life from the life of King David in Pat Robertson's newest audiobook, The Shepherd King. Coming May 8th. Against the backdrop of growing anti-Semitism and Holocaust denial, Christians who are descendants of Nazis are asking forgiveness from Holocaust survivors, their descendants, and the Jewish people as a whole. And they are standing with Israel in a unique way. CBN Middle East correspondent Julie Stahl tells us about their recent event here in Jerusalem. It's so heartwarming to see our city filled with lovers of Jerusalem. Thank you for being here. Christians from more than 30 nations around the world have gathered in Jerusalem to say from the Holocaust to new life, Shalom Shalom Yerushalayim, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. The founders of this march are essentially descendants of Nazis. And, you know, to have human beings coming and saying something so awful happened, we're going to spend our lives trying to correct and compensate for that and to create a movement like that. I am from a city in which the university is where Nazi perpetrators, SS murderers, were educated and trained. And they were responsible for the death of 700,000 Jews. And that's why we started researching the history of our city. March of Life founder Jobst Bittner says German families usually don't speak about their Nazi past. We discovered that only once we're willing to actually speak the truth about the past, we'll be able to take responsibility both for the present and the future. And that's why we decided to give that call to the nations and to call hundreds of thousands to the streets to raise their voices against anti-Semitism, the hatred of Jews, and for Israel. Bittner, like many in the march, has a personal story. My own father was an officer in the Wehrmacht, the German army, and he was in France and in northern Africa. And as an officer of the Wehrmacht, he shared in that responsibility for the deportation of Jews, for the murder of Jews. Now he sees the responsibility is to stand with Israel, especially in times of crisis. Together with our Jewish friends, hand in hand, we want to walk and stand for Israel, and that's our theme, united to be a light. Many of us found out that our fathers, great-grandfathers, they were Nazis, they were part of the Shoah. They were uh, concentration camp guards. They were part of the Wehrmacht. Heinz Roy's family shared a mixed past. While his Dutch great-grandmother hid Jews in her home, his German-Austrian great-grandfather took a different path. Because he was part of the Lutheran Church and was not supporting Hitler, so I thought, okay, everything was okay. But then I started to read his diaries and his letters. And what I found out is that he withdrew from his Jewish friends at that time. So he didn't speak up. He just didn't want to have anything to do with that. And, and that's the problem, because at that time, people who knew better didn't do anything. The March of Life began as a movement of repentance. We realized that the same silence towards the Jewish people, it's also in our own hearts. And in 2007, we learned that there were eight concentration camps around our little town of Tübingen in southern Germany. And there were death marches at the end of the war towards Dachau. And then we had the impression, and actually a word from the Lord, to, to say, why not do a March of Life on these trails of the death march? 
They walked 300 kilometers, retracing the steps along those different routes over three days. And we had reconciliation meetings in the middle of it and beautiful encounters between the descendants of the Nazis and the Holocaust survivors and the descendants of Holocaust survivors. What they initially saw as a one-time event is now worldwide. Marches have been held in hundreds of cities through 25 countries. In the U.S., it's called the March of Remembrance. Ahead of the Jerusalem event, President Isaac Herzog commended the group for its courage in facing their dark past. He wrote, Your presence demonstrates unwavering moral support for our nation-state and its people, and the state of Israel welcomes you with open arms. Well, I know that my, my grandfathers were part of the army. I don't know much about it, but they were part of the system. I'm happy that I could be a part of this movement because I know in Germany most people say it's past, it's gone, but that's not true. It's, it's part of our heritage. I can take a stand for the past, the present and the future with uh, being part of the march. Global Zionist movement leader Yehuda Glick welcomed the marchers, saying he hopes to see many more visiting and standing with Israel in the future. Now it's the time that to raise the banner of God on the place that he chose in Zion. It's time for the nations, just like we, the Jewish people took our destiny in our hands and came back home, now the nations have to stand up for Zion and make sure Zion is a house of prayer for all nations. In a powerful show of support less than 80 years after the Holocaust, the March of Life sang the ironic blessing over the Jewish people and Israel. Julie Stahl, CBN News, Jerusalem. Up next, as Christians around the world pray and fast for Israel, see how a Christian and Jew are working hand in hand to see prophecy fulfilled. Now, for a limited time, you can get five of CBN's critically acclaimed documentaries. Experience the rebirth of the modern state of Israel. The historic bonds between the Jewish people and the land of Israel cannot be broken. Relive the battle for Jerusalem in the Six-Day War. Jerusalem is yours forever. Discover how Israeli volunteers are changing the world. When people need us, we volunteer and we come and help. Explore the world of Israeli technological innovation. We're people of dreams. God gives us dreams. And that's really the roots, I think, of, of much of our innovation. And understand the biggest land dispute in history. Many Palestinian Arabs claim that the Jews stole Arab land. But is that the real story? This exclusive Israel DVD collection can be yours for a gift of $29.99 or more. Call now or go online to get your Israel DVD bundle, which includes streaming access. Here, we're committed to a heritage of rigorous scholarship dating back over a thousand years. And to a faith tradition dating back a thousand more. This is how we create a culture of inquiry where no topic is off limits. And a culture of hope. Anything's possible! It's Christian leadership. And it's changing the world for the better. It's higher learning. It's greater knowing. It's what makes us whole. It's what makes us regent. Introducing the all-new Superbook Academy Express. 
a special series hosted by Gizmo, featuring a full-length Superbook episode, plus so much more. Included with every Academy Express is a special family resource guide filled with scriptures, coloring pages, and other fun-filled activities. Join the CBN Animation Club today and get this exciting new DVD, plus two copies to share with others, all for your gift of only $25. This month, millions of Christians are praying Israel would fulfill prophecy about being a light and bringing salvation to the world. Paul Strand met with a Jewish man and a Christian woman working together to ensure that destiny comes to pass. If you're a true believer in your faith, you think it's the right religion, can you have an actual, real, profitable relationship with someone of another faith? That's what this Jew and this Christian are discovering here in the land of Israel. Christian violinist Ruth Fazal felt God called her to get much more involved with His Holy Land and His chosen people. She came to Israel and began learning Hebrew from Gil Pensak, a deeply religious Orthodox Jewish man. So Gil would always try and make me talk about the things that were close to my heart, so I guess God came into the picture very quickly. <laughs> and then I realized that that was the same for Gil. It was very obvious that, that, that God was very much in Ruth's heart. Which initially baffled Gil, who'd think things like... But how could she know anything about prayer, faith, belief, God, God's presence, and she's not, even, she's not even Jewish? How could she know? And Gil's deep love of God changed Ruth's prejudices. What I was finding out was all my preconceptions about religious Jews, they were, they were all wrong. They were so wrong. And, and I wanted to put those things right. It became a mission of this duo to shake Christians up by getting them into Israel and close to Jewish lovers of God, like Gil. And for the groups, you know, so, oh, I love Israel, I love Israel, I love the Jewish people. Well, you know, actually, have you ever met one or talked to one, and especially a religious one? We started to host groups here for a week. It's called No Ordinary Week in Jerusalem and it's now an annual deep dive into worship, the word, and Israeli-Jewish culture. At first, Gil wasn't sure he should even be fellowshipping with these visiting Christian groups. I came to serious questions as, as an Orthodox Jew. Is this okay? Is this okay to be in such relationship, to come that close? To come that close to points when we are there worshiping together, praying? Do we pray to the same God? Many Christians don't realize how much damage supposedly Christian nations and believers have done over the centuries to Jewish people. Even the image of the cross gives me the, gave me the chill. Uh, it, it was all about persecutions and, and blood label, libels and, 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 and bad history with a lot of pain involved. God, though, has shown Gil and Ruth they truly are a brother and sister in the Lord, as they believe many more Jews and Christians should be. Now, to be clear, this doesn't minimize at all the supreme, crucial role of Jesus Christ in believing Christians' lives. But as Gill says of Jews and Christians... And we share so much. Why should we focus on the differences when we can focus on the things that can bring us together? There certainly are large areas of common ground between Christians and Jews. For instance, both call upon our Father God, as Ruth and Gill do. Two, two worlds, you know, meet, two children of the same father meet and uh, finally begin to think, how are we going to do this together? And then there's the question of Messiah. Both are waiting for him. Obviously, I believe we're waiting for the same person. Ruth and Gil sing a song that says of the Messiah. Even though he delays, I still wait for him every day to come. And I genuinely believe that you know, we are waiting for Mashiach to come. That's definitely common ground that we can both stand on. 
together. Yes. And Ruth's praying Christians will stand together with their Jewish brothers and sisters, because too often they haven't. Why haven't we been here for you? Why have we not stood by you? Why have we not honored you? If Christians will pour out love, care, and honor on God's chosen people, Gill thinks it could provoke Jews to recall what God called them to be in Isaiah 49.6. I will also make you a light for the Gentiles, that you may bring my salvation to the ends of the earth. The whole reason why we were chosen from the beginning is in order to, to, to bring some sort of light to the nations, to the world. A desire Ruth and Gill believe could be reignited as Christians and Jews like these come together to serve their Father God and worship Him. I just feel God's presence so much when we worship together. And I just wish we could just bring everybody together and say, please get along. It'll make our Father very happy. <laughs> Paul Strand, CBN News, Jerusalem. Still ahead, Shavuot, a holiday remembering when God gave the Torah to the Jewish people on Mount Sinai, its significance and connection to Pentecost when we come back. Thank you for watching Jerusalem Dayline. We're committed to providing you with unbiased reporting from the Holy Land. Through weekly broadcasts, podcasts, and online media, our vision is to reach millions around the globe with the true story of what's happening in Israel and the Middle East, all from a biblical and prophetic perspective. This is a big vision and is only made possible by the generous support of people like you. Call us toll-free at 1-800-700-7000 or go to cbn.com slash Jerusalem Dateline and make a donation that will help spread the light of truth about Israel throughout the world. Orphans Promise is committed to loving and serving at-risk children, to helping keep families together, and to creating opportunities for strong and sustainable communities around the world. We're working in over 60 countries around the world, and with your help, we can do even more. There's an old African proverb I love that says, if you want to run fast, run alone. But if you want to run far, run together. At Orphan's Promise, we want to run far so we can touch the lives of as many orphaned and vulnerable children as possible. But we don't want to go alone. We're out to change the world, one child, one family, one community at a time. Will you join us? to the sounds of Southern Gospel from CBN Radio. You'll enjoy a rich Southern blend of bluegrass, classic gospel, and Southern Gospel favorites like the Gaithers, the Crab Family, and bluegrass sounds like Mountain Faith. So make yourself at home with the all-new CBN Southern Gospel. Now available at cbnradio.com. Introducing a brand new way to start your morning. Get your daily quick start from CBN News. A quick read on the important news of the day delivered right to your inbox. Stay current on breaking news, politics, and entertainment. Discover how God is moving around the world and here at home. 
Plus, get exclusive stories and daily scripture encouragement just for you. Stay informed. Go to quickstart.news and subscribe today. This week, the Jewish community celebrates Shavuot, when God gave the Ten Commandments to Moses on Mount Sinai. It's also Pentecost for Christians, the day of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. First Fruits of Zion founder Boaz Michael explains the connection between the two. Shavuot is uh, Pentecost, but in Hebrew it's Shavuot. And it's um, the time of traditionally of God giving the people of Israel, the Jewish people, the Torah at Mount Sinai. There's so many beautiful parallels um, that take place with Shavuot. Um, imagine Mount Sinai with the mountains above it, the covenant given to the people of Israel. This reminds us of a hoopah over a bride and a groom. It tells us that God is making a covenant with his bride, Israel. There's a marriage that takes place. So Shavuot is a celebration of the giving of the commandments. But more than that, we've been redeemed from Egypt. We've wandered through the wilderness. We've come to Mount Sinai. And we enter into an intimate relationship with Hashem, with God, through the giving of his commandments and the covenant that he gives to us, the Torah, at Mount Sinai. And the Haftorah is the selected portion of scripture from the prophets that connects to the Torah reading. And Ezekiel chapter 1 is the Haftorah for Shavuot. And when you read that in parallel to what takes place in Acts chapter 2, it's phenomenal. Ezekiel speaks of these flames above people's heads and this wheel and the spirit and the movement and all these things. And this is what we see taking place. And then we see it in many ways revealed in Acts chapter 2 where the spirit comes down upon the congregation on Shavuot. The nations are represented there. The people that have have feared God, as Psalm 67 says, have come up to this pilgrimage festival. They're in the temple courtyards, and the Spirit falls upon them, indicating that God's Spirit is now being multiplied amongst the nations. It's not just for the Jewish people, but it's available to all nations, and all nations, as we see later on throughout the book of Acts, have equal access to that spirit and are equal before God as the Jewish people, as an extension of the people of Israel. The prayer initiative this month, sponsored by the International House of Prayer in Kansas City, is based on the biblical significance of Jerusalem. Mike Bickle explains more. Mike Bickle of the International House of Prayer in Kansas City explains how this call to intercede for Israel began. We began a call on March 7th, about six weeks ago. And the call in essence was to call one million people to pray one hour a day for Jerusalem for 21 days. The scripture chosen to focus on during the time of prayer is Isaiah chapter 62. It's 12 verses, line upon line, glory of God for Jerusalem. I don't know of any other chapter that has more divine information about God's purpose for Jerusalem than Isaiah 62. Bickle expects this fast will accelerate global prayer for Jerusalem. But let's go forward a year from now, two years from now. Those five or 10 million people, they all have two or three friends. So a year from now, There'll be 20, 30, 40, 50 million people in this conversation about the biblical narrative for Israel. Bickle believes that number may eventually grow to as many as 100 million Christians praying for Israel. 
The initiative will culminate here in the southern steps of the Temple Mount on the day of Pentecost, May 28th. Bickle says with the unprecedented divisions within Israel right now and the looming threat of a nuclear Iran, he sees this as a for such a time as this moment, an opportunity for the church worldwide to stand in the gap for Israel, as Queen Esther did thousands of years ago for the Jewish people. Well, that's all for this edition of Jerusalem Dateline. Thanks for joining us. Remember, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And you can also access CBN content through our CBN News and other CBN apps. And don't forget to sign up for our email blast so you can continue to receive all of our exciting CBN content. I'm Chris Mitchell. We'll see you next time on Jerusalem Dateline.